0: I'm not ashamed
1: to say I hope it Hello
0: and welcome. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and thank you for being my friend. I love all these songs. you know, it's such fun to be able to find songs that talk about friends. So with us today is a friend of mine from Facebook, from LinkedIn, from the real world. You know, that's always, Mm. you know, getting to be more and more uncommon, Mm -hmm. but we have Brenda Cody here today, and we're going to be talking about social media because, as you know, I am passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media as a business tool. So Brenda is a job search and career coach who specializes in inspiring and educating mid-career professionals to take control of their job search and career success. She spent over 22 years, she started when she was 10, uh-huh. working in corporate America <laughs> where most days she dreaded going to work, right? You know, we've all had those type of jobs. Now Brenda gets up every day excited to go to work to help her clients navigate the job search maze. She has her ba- her bachelor's degree in business administration with an emphasis in human resources and her master's degree in mental health counseling. She's passionate ab- about providing job search and career management coaching services through the resources and support at her website website. which is career3d.com. So welcome, Brenda. I'm so excited
2: that you're here. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, and this is the first program where we're really dedicating just to the job search. Oh, You know, I've had other programs where I've talked about how to use the various tools, you know, and, and, and we've mentioned in the job search things like that, but we never have had one specifically where we're talking to people who, if they're not unemployed right now, you know, are considering it in the future, which I always say is everybody. That's true. That's true. I think even Donald Trump thinks, (laughs) gee, what's what's his next job gonna be? And then of course he thinks president and then we have a different different thing we're talking about. But you know, tell me because you have been doing this for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. you know, how have you seen
2: the use of social media grow in a job search? Well, it's absolutely grown, and it's, you know, for somebody who hasn't looked for a job in the past, oh, I don't know, 4, 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years, it's really a piece that people have to start to get a handle on. And so it's definitely uh, grown in terms of how people are using social media to to find jobs because the job search now is all about being found. You know, it's not anymore where we're sending in our resumes and our cover letters snail mail and that's how somebody knows that we're Mm -hmm. interested in the job. People are being found. People are being recruited. Recruiters and hiring managers are out there searching for people. They're not searching for people by their name. They're searching for people based on, you know, their profiles Mm -hmm. and the information and, and, you know, who they are online. So that whole being found piece is key Mm -hmm. now.
0: Right. You know, and and I kind of see it as almost the perfect storm. Yeah. You know, we we have, unfortunately, a, a pretty high unemployment rate. Right. Which means more people applying for fewer jobs. Correct. Many of those are not qualified, but they're applying just, you know, because for whatever. They think maybe they'll like me. But, you know, so we have all of that. Then we have the rise of social media at right. the same time. right? And so many people, especially if you were at a job for even five years in the past, you know, and, and you know, or, or certainly longer. The last time you looked for a job, Facebook didn't e- even exist. Exactly. You know, LinkedIn might have existed, but, you know, you you put your information there and then you never updated it again. And, gee, you don't even know
2: how to update it because you don't know the password. Right. Right. And so it, you know, for so many folks, especially for those who haven't looked for a job in a while, you know, it's just, it's a big comfort zone thing. Well, I'm going to do what I knew worked before. And this whole social media piece of it is just scary. It's just scary to them. And especially with the, the mid level, you know, mid career folks that I work with, you know, the thirties to sixties, uh, and beyond, you know, they're really nervous about this whole social media thing. So it's a huge training issue for them. And it's a huge learning curve for them. Right. You know and, and it is
0: very scary because if they've been on social media, they've probably been on Facebook and they've been posting pictures of, you know, their high school graduation, right. you know, and and all of those things and they're thinking all of a sudden, wait, I have to use this as a business tool?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: People are thinking, you know, what 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 have I posted? Am I in trouble? And, and I can't get into my LinkedIn account. Right. So I opened 14 of them. Right. You know, I was working with, with someone who was, it was very cute. She had five LinkedIn profiles. Yeah. Because every time she changed jobs, rather than updating her LinkedIn profile, right. she simply just started a new one, which meant that she had this smattering of people all over everywhere who found her in, right. in different ways. Now, none of them had quite, you know, had had a lot of followers, so it did make it a little bit easier for us. But at the same point... You know, if you looked for her online, you, you got this very different picture. And she had a common enough name that, that you were thinking, now, who did I just find? Right. Um, you know, and, and do you see that happening a lot with, with job candidates?
2: where they're uh not Scattered, using oh right? yeah oh absolutely yeah i mean people don't either they don't want to do anything at all or they're doing it and they're not doing it properly mm-hmm. so like they're, they're going to have the the multiple uh the multiple linkedin accounts or they're going to be using facebook inappropriately you know not to mention twitter um but most people i find you know either aren't using it at all for job search and therefore, you know, we have that whole training piece of it or they're they're out there, but they're just not their their profiles just aren't working for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, oh, yeah, you know, I got a couple invitations on, you know, to join LinkedIn. And so I did it. But then when you go to their profile, there's you know, it's basically one twentieth, you know, complete. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and I work with people to, to help them complete their profiles. And yeah. I always tell people, don't panic when it says, your profile is only yeah. 80% complete. <laughs> Nobody sees that. Right. And, and you might not want your profile to be complete. I mean, you know, right. it Facebook, or, uh, LinkedIn determines what g- needs to go into a complete profile. Right. So it could be that, that you never want that. And and people, uh, you know, they, they tend, my experience is that I have seen them do the cut and paste of their resume. Right. To me, that's where you start. Right. Because you should be matching your resume to your LinkedIn profile. Right. Because if you don't, you know, if somebody's sitting there with your physical resume and they're looking at your LinkedIn profile and they don't match, that's very confusing. But I always tell people, take your resume, put it in
2: LinkedIn, and then build on it. Right. I always say it's a marketing tool. You right. have to look at social media and all of your profiles that are out there on you as a marketing tool. They are not your biography. So just like, you know, even when we submit a resume, it doesn't have to include everything mm-hmm. from right. your past. It has to be tailored to what are you looking for? What are you, what are you looking at? What are you applying for? What's the opportunity? What, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it doesn't have to be everything out there. So, uh, you know, we do work on that, that editing process, which is, it's hard for a lot of people oh, yeah. to. Yeah.
0: You know, and, and 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 things really have changed so much. It's it's funny. I teach a class at Metro and we've been covering job interviewing and and things like that the last couple of weeks. And I told them I said, you know, when I was their age going into the job market, you did one resume. Right. You trotted down to Kinko's right. and you print. You had it printed on resume paper. That's right. You know, and and then that was what you handed out. That's
2: right. Now they expect it to be tailored for every specific job that you're applying for. Right. Which is really, you know, I always get the question and. and how do you how do you work that with your LinkedIn profile when you're not tailoring it to a specific opportunity? Right. And how you do know, you it do has that? to be mm-hmm. sort of a static thing out there. Well, I always, you know, I think the first piece is just to focus on it as a marketing tool. And it doesn't have to be your biography, so let's just keep it focused. But I talk about it in terms of being forward-leaning. You know, it needs to lean mm-hmm. into what it is that you're looking for. Well, I want
0: to be when I grow up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then we would have the conversation about the keywords and all of that mm-hmm. but it really goes back to it being a marketing tool and so, you know, what is your brand? I'm sure you've mm-hmm. talked about right. branding mm-hmm. before. You know, what is your brand? What's going to help differentiate you from your competition and so that's the kind of stuff that you want to have out there because that's how you're ultimately going to be found. Right,
0: right. You know, and and uh, one of the things I've, I, you know, since I, I am very passionate about this and, and I, to me it's just very interesting so I find lots of surveys about this and so here is one this was a survey done by Jobvite they do it every year and it's a, a social recruitment survey so it is dealing with companies who are recruiting. So whether it's a recruiting company or an HR organization, mm-hmm. you know, this this is is what they're saying. And so this from last year said 89% of companies hiring in 2011 plan to use social networking sites to recruit candidates. Yes. That's a huge number. I it's mean, huge. 89%, 87% say they use LinkedIn, 55% use Facebook. You know, for those of you who think, oh, I can still be stupid and silly on my Facebook page, 55% of these companies are looking at your Facebook page. Right. 47% use Twitter. Right. You know, which, and, and now granted that the answer to the, the full question when they were asking this was, you know, how did they use it? Did they post jobs? Did they research candidates? All of those various things. And and the answer was yes. Right. You know, sometimes it was just they posted jobs. But in, in many cases, it was that they were looking at those sites for qualified candidates. They also were looking for candidates who didn't match what they wanted. Exactly. You know, they didn't match their corporate culture or, or whatever. But in the same survey, 64% of the survey respondents reported that they had successfully hired a candidate through a social network. Right. 64%. Yeah. You know, so for those of you who are writing this off and saying, gee, this is a fad and nobody is going to do this, 64% of the time. Now, granted, you might be in that 36%. Right. But, hello, that's not the majority. <laughs> well, and the, and
2: the reality is that those numbers are only going to go up. Mm-hmm. They're only going to go up. You know, we've seen them go up over the last three, five years. And so they're just going to continue to grow until that that first number is 100%. -hmm. So, you know, people have to get on board with this. And, oh, by the way, it's not just the job seekers Mm -hmm. either, right? You know, I mean, we look at this as a as career management. So, you know, we can talk about that a little bit later, but you know, if you've posted something that could cost you your job, right.
0: And, and we'll talk about that in completing the LinkedIn profiles when we get to that, because I have had people who have said, you know, I'm currently high employed, right. But I'm looking for something, right. So how do I use these sites? Well, we'll kind of skip ahead to that in, in a second, but, You know, it really is so important. And and more importantly, it's somebody's online reputation. So this was a a survey that was done by Microsoft. And according to this one, recruiters review online reputation information. So they Google you, Mm -hmm. you know. Most of the time, 35%. All of the time, 44%. Wow. So you know, you add those. So most to all of the time, and that is seventy nine percent of the time. Right. Somebody is googling a job candidate now. Granted, if it's probably a very basic entry level position, they don't care. Right. But if it's something where they where they want, it's it's a candidate that they want to invest in. You know, have for a long time. They don't want to replace the job, so they want to check out what your online reputation is. Uh, same survey. Recruiters believe positive online reputation matters to some extent. At least thirty eight percent of the time. To a great extent, 48% of the time. Yeah. So that's another huge one. But here's the biggie. 70% of recruiters have rejected candidates based on what they found online.
2: Listen to that again.
0: 70% of recruiters have rejected candidates based on what they found about them online.
2: Right. So does that mean you have to take your online profile seriously? Yes. (laughs)
0: You know, and and whether it really is just your Facebook page, you know, maybe you don't have a a LinkedIn account, but you've been saying things on your Facebook page that, that aren't good, or maybe it is on your LinkedIn, you know, because the job market is so tight right now and they have so many people who are qualified and looking for jobs. To me, what they find online is often the first
2: interview. That's right. That's exactly right. And I tell my clients that all the time, that, you know, the screening interview, the phone interview is now considered sort of the second mm-hmm. interview. And when you're called in for an in-person interview, that's almost your third interview. Right. People know so much about you before they even pick up that phone to do that initial quote-unquote phone screen, that it really all of that online stuff is absolutely your first mm-hmm. interview. Yeah. I totally agree. You know,
0: and, and so they're getting, say, 50 applicants. And it really doesn't take a long time for somebody to sit down and Google 50 names. Right. Now, if you don't have anything, that's okay. You know, you'd much prefer that there's something there. But but if the the choice is to have something poor or not have anything, then don't have anything. Right. But you know, but but if you have something that is mediocre, that's where the problem is. So maybe it doesn't match your resume. You know, you've got. You've got a a horrible Facebook presence. All of those things, you know, that's where the problem comes in. Absolutely. Great. Well, we are already ready for our first break. I know. You know, this just—it's—it's amazing how fast time flies. So when we come back, let's talk specifically about how to use LinkedIn.
3: Okay. Great. This is a song from uh, Toy Story. What your old passion boy you've got a friend back.
0: a friend in me today is a real good day for a toy story song you know isn't it isn't it just really cute so you have a friend in me i am deb career the socialite and i am passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their business and today we're really talking about how to promote yourself in a career search and with us is brenda cody talking about specifically let's talk now about linkedin but before we do How do people find you so that they can be your friend online?
2: Oh, thank you so much, Deb. Um, I can be found at Career3D.com, and my email is Brenda, B-R-E-N-D-A, at Career3D.com, and the three is the number three.
0: Great. And you're also on
2: Twitter? I am on Twitter, Brenda underscore Cody. Cool. And I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I suppose we should get that. I know, Yes, (laughs) yes. So you're LinkedIn. uh, LinkedIn LinkedIn.com slash slash in slash Brenda Cody. Perfect. All together.
0: Okay, so when we get home, you're going to have all sorts of people who are sending you requests to connect. Oh, Facebook too. Oh, yes, Facebook, yes. Facebook.com
2: slash Career3D. Perfect. Go over there and like me. Nice, nice. (laughs) You
0: know, and, and Brenda has some really great tips, and she works specifically with people who are kind of in the mid-career range so they've you know not the, not the 20-somethings right but you know and, and so they're looking for middle to senior management type of positions is, right. is my guess and they really need to use LinkedIn and they don't have a clue right what do you tell
1: them
2: go sign up Start. (laughs) Go sign up. That's the first thing we do. And um, either, you know, either they haven't signed up at all, and so we get them them started, or they've got a little bit on there, and we start from there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a couple things that you have to in my opinion, get started with right away is to get your profile up there. And so there's definitely a lot of things in your profile that you want to make sure you get right. You want to get your headline right, which is right underneath your uh, name. And the reason that that's so important is it follows you around LinkedIn yes. every time your and name Google. shows up yeah mm-hmm. exactly so the headline is really important we could spend a whole hour talking oh, just yeah, about yeah. the headline but uh, you know we don't recommend that you use your job title per se in the in the company you know you want to speak to it as a sort of a branding message mm-hmm. keyword rich all of that so it again yes. it's forward-leaning into what you're what you're looking for what you want to do so your headline is definitely important uh, your summary is important so that people can get a good snapshot of who you are and what you've done and where you want to go. And then, of course, the experience piece, you know, populating that is mm, not, you don't have to go all the way back, but uh, populating that so people get a sense of your experience. And uh, then, of course, we always recommend that people put a headshot on their profile. A lot of people resisting that out there, Mm -hmm. but, you know, starting to to be okay with it. Um, you know, there's, I know recruiters on LinkedIn who won't even look at you if you don't have a have a mm-hmm. headshot, you know. Right. And,
0: and clearly the reason some people don't want to do it is because they're more mature. Right. And they don't want somebody to see that there's this, you know, little white-headed person on there. Right. But because everybody else has pictures. Right. That's where it tends it to look out. a little weird is if you don't.
2: Yeah. And especially for my mid-career folks, you know, I always say, you know, we're not trying to hide who you are. Right. You know, your, your resume and your online portfolio is going to show. You've been around a little mm-hmm. while. It doesn't yeah. have to show all the dates, but, right. you know, we're not trying to mm-hmm. market you as a 25-year-old. And so it's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah. It was funny. I was working with someone one time who um, was in her early 60s. Yeah. Did not look like it. I mean, yeah. she looked like she was in her early 50s. You yeah. Know? And and uh, she refused to put a picture on there. Just absolutely would not. And she said, I don't want people to know how old I am. And I said, Okay. Obviously, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. I said, but when they start looking at your experience, Mm -hmm. aren't they going to start putting two and two together and coming up with you? You've got to be at least four. Right. And she said, oh, I only go back 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, how do you do your education? She said, I put it, but I don't ever put the dates that I graduate. And I kind of, I said, yeah, I mean, and clearly it's, it's whatever somebody wants. But the funny thing was she is a senior HR management person. Yeah. And I said, so if you've looked online at somebody's profile and you've kind of gotten the idea that maybe they're in their 40s and they walk in and they're not, what's your impression? And she said, I would almost ask them to leave. Right. And I said, so you're not putting two and two together here for you. Right. And she then saw my point. Yeah. That, that she needed to have that shot. And, and I tell people it doesn't have to be a professionally taken headshot. Right. It just needs to look professional. you know I worked with a a young woman one time who you know bless her low heart it was not a good picture that she had she looked like an axe murderer (laughs) and she didn't take good pictures we tried and we tried and we tried and we could not get a good picture of her because it made her very nervous we found a picture that she had taken over the holidays where she was relaxed she was smiling we were able to crop it in tight enough that it worked perfectly so you know don't get carried away with oh I have to go spend $300 I'm out of work and I have to spend $300 to get a picture exactly but you know to, so now you you were mentioning that you know people who if there's not a picture they don't even look at the, the rest of the profile
2: right recruiters i've heard recruiters say that and and then oh by the way linkedin doesn't consider your profile 100% complete mm-hmm. unless you have that yes. picture so up there a the little also. your profile yeah, yeah. you know i mean i mean just like everywhere else you know there's there's uh, a yeah, What do we call them? False profiles out Uh there. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so people want to know that this is a real person.
1: That
2: this is a real person. And having that uh, picture out there uh, just helps make that connection. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. social media, it's all about making the connection. It's all about building the Mm -hmm. relationship. And so we like to just see people's beautiful faces. Well, and I always
0: like looking at someone's LinkedIn profile before I meet with them the first time, especially so that I can walk up to them possibly and call them by name. Exactly. like ooh, yeah, you know, and and but, uh, you know, let's let's go back to the the headline which used to be your title, right? And so I'm looking online right now, and and it's funny because you know there are so many people, here, and these are just the people that I just randomly pulled up on LinkedIn, right? So we have Vice President Sales and Marketing,
2: yeah, that doesn't really say a lot, yeah. does it?
0: be okay. So, you know what's
2: the value you bring? What are you doing? Yeah.
0: Now one is telling me that she is the author of a specific book and, and names the book, that's so good. that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, director of Business Development. Not enough. Okay. Owner. <laughs> I like this. And then my favorite is the one that says at. Yikes. With nothing after it. Yikes. It's just the at person. Yeah, okay. And and so if if I'm looking online at these people... That might be the reason why I go on to the next job applicant.
2: Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, you know, even going back to our previous social media thing and our, our conversation about you know people finding things online about you that that, that could disqualify you, it only takes one little right. piece mm-hmm. for somebody to say no mm-hmm. and to put you in that no uh, stack, and you definitely just don't want to be there. So whatever you can do to alleviate that, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you know, and and uh, d- it it really does come back to the numbers game. Yeah. Ten years ago, five years ago, you'd have 20 people applying for a position. Now you have 200 or more. Or more. Um, I was reading about a company down in Arizona that was in a fairly remote area. Brand new company and so they you know they needed everybody in, in virtually every position. They had figured that they'd have about two hundred people show up. They had three thousand. Yeah. And and you know, they were just completely overwhelmed. Right. You know, obviously they hadn't planned for that, but they also had no idea that people would drive for an hour and a half to two hours for a possible job in their mailroom. Right. Um, you know, and, and so again that's where people are going to look at you online on your LinkedIn profile. Right. So let's go on to the summary. What do people put in their summary?
2: Well, I like, I like to just tell them to first go look at your career summary, your career profile on your resume. If that's done right, you can definitely start Mm -hmm. there. And so it really just needs to be a summary of your career, uh, you know, telling a story—a right. sus- a uh-huh. succinct, edited, well-written story—so that people get a sense of who you are. You want it to infuse a little bit of your personality mm-hmm. in there. It doesn't have to be all you know, buttoned mm-hmm. up and and that kind of thing. So you know, use it. Use it to right express yeah. yourself. And it's very difficult, especially for
0: women, to brag about ourselves. Yeah. Um, I when I first started my LinkedIn profile, I paid somebody to write my summary. I gave them my resume, they interviewed me and then they wrote my
2: summary and I went,
0: "Ooh." I yeah. like that person. Yeah.
2: They used words that were right. Right. But words that I would have never used. Well what I ask people to what I ask new clients to do, especially when we're starting to work on their resume, is to go interview the people that they're either currently working with or have worked with, people who know them pretty well, and just ask them, you know, what's the value I provided in nice. that role? What's the value you know, we worked on this project together. Mm-hmm. What did I what did I bring to the table in that project? And then listen to what they say mm-hmm. because they're gonna they're going to use words that we would, you're right, especially right. as mm-hmm. when we would never think to use mm-hmm. those words to describe mm-hmm. ourselves and that stuff is so powerful. It's resume gold and it's it's uh, summary mm-hmm. gold.
0: Right. And and of course, you don't want to go the, to the extreme. You don't want to say you're an expert in no, no. if you're not. No. But if you're proficient, if you're, you know, all, and, and get out your thesaurus. Right. You know, make it glow a little bit. Right. And, and but truly, if you are an expert, it's okay. Say right. that you are the, the expert. Right. Um, you know, I, I tell people, it's the place to tell their story of their, their professional career, past, present, and future. Yes. You know, when I grow up, I want to be, you know, you probably don't want to use those words, but I mean, you could, depending on what, what you're going into, but it really is the place to capture somebody's attention. Right. Now, what about keywords
2: in the summary? Um, I like them sprinkled, not listed, (laughs) (laughs) not taken (laughs) word for word from a job
0: description. No,
2: no. So, you know, it. Yes, they have to be they have to be in there, right? Mm-hmm. Just like anything else. People are searching for you based on keywords. So recruiters are putting in keywords mm-hmm. and if those keywords aren't found in your profile, you're not going to show up mm-hmm. in their results. So right. they have to be there. Um, they also have uh, a specialty section in mm-hmm. your summary. So that's a good place to just list them right. out. And right you can there. do it as a
0: bulleted list. Exactly. So that makes it much easier for people to read. Right, right. Yeah. right. You know, now, I have seen, I've seen summaries that are way too short. Two sentences, no, you know, but I've also said LinkedIn gives you the ability to do two thousand characters. Yeah. Holy cow, yeah. that's like War and Peace on yeah. on, the, on the internet. So you know, don't do that. No, but you know, a couple paragraphs is is a great length. Um, one of the things that I see, and I see this with maybe a quarter of the the profiles that I look at online, they do
2: it third person. Yes. So rather than I have done, it's Deb has done. Right and and i think prob that the problem with that it it comes from the resume mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes from the resume world and as resume writers out there who you know we or don't they write resumes else write it for them right <laughs> and so you know mm-hmm. the resume is written in in that uh pa- in that tense but yes the the pro the summary needs to be first person mm-hmm. i agree
0: yeah you know, and and in there you you do have the ability to include some interests and some things like that because companies want to see that you're that you're human right And sometimes, you you know, now if you know that you're going for a very specific job and you have researched it, you can include things in there in your summary that pertain to that. Yes. And it doesn't have to be work-related. You know, maybe you saw or you talked to somebody at the company that, you know, one of their big things is their summer softball league. Right. Well, then you put it in. Obviously, you have to be able to play softball and not be klutzy like me. (laughs) But, you know, you would put in there that you enjoy softball Basketball, you know, don't just make it look like you really did pick on the one thing. Right, and I think that's where people miss out too, because they think this has to be just very professional. Right,
2: I agree. Yep, get that personality infused in there mm-hmm. throughout. So, what else on LinkedIn is is very important? Um, a couple of other things: uh, joining groups. Great. I always recommend that people uh, you can join up to fifty groups. You know, but just start with 10 or 20, Mm -hmm. you know, but make sure that they're relevant to your industry, to your profession, and to your interests. And the key thing about groups, well, we haven't talked about connections yet, Mm -hmm. but we'll get there. Yeah, and and that's a biggie, so we're going to leave it for the next section. but but. so Mm -hmm. the good part about groups is that you're connected to all of the group members. So you definitely want to go into the bigger groups if Mm -hmm. you can because you're going to be connected to more. There's group-level connections, Mm -hmm. so... Uh, Groups are really important. And there's recruiters hanging out in those groups. Yeah. Well, and and one of the cool things about groups is
0: if you are currently employed and you don't want your profile to all of a sudden show that you have new referrals, that you have all these new connections, they don't see the people that you're connected with through groups. Right. Cool. Cool. Right. Okay, well we are going to take our next break, and when we come back, let's really talk about how you build your online connections specifically on LinkedIn. Great. It takes
1: everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail your little angel hung the cat up by its tail and your third fiance didn't show sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always bad you came you want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same Everybody knows your name Roll mm-hmm. out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead the morning's, looking bright. the morning's looking bright And your shrink ran off to Europe And didn't even write And your husband wants to be a girl Be glad there's one place in the world Where everybody knows your name No, people are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows you.
0: Social media truly is where everybody knows your name. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and we are talking with Brenda Cody about how to build your connections online, especially in LinkedIn, when you're in the process of a job search. And I think that song really was appropriate because everybody does seem to know your name, and it comes back to if you have applied for a job or are thinking of applying for a job, somebody Googles you. Mm -hmm. So, what are they going to find? A big part of connecting online, though, is who you're connecting with. Right. How, you know, if somebody is, you know, maybe they're just completely looking for a job. You know, they're, they're unemployed right now. How do you suggest that they build their online connections? Or the same thing, you know, maybe they are working. But how, how do you
2: build successful connections? Well, the first thing, obviously, is just to start with people that you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a, ooh, I'm going to use a, a really old word, Rolodex. I know or some sort the of. box of business cards <laughs> the box of business cards you start with those people that you know uh you have to start there but you know most people are surprised at how those people even add up they mm-hmm. think oh i don't know that many people right. you know i got maybe five people now go really go back and take a look at your, uh, at your Rolodex mm-hmm. or, you know, just think back on all the people you've worked with, you've mm-hmm. worked for, and then expand it out from there. Think about it in terms of, you know, customers or clients that you worked at, with. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be just the people that right. were in your, in your particular office. And then also don't be afraid to go back a little way. I mean, if you've been at the same organization for 30 years, that's, you know, that's one thing, but it's okay to go back a couple, mm-hmm. a couple positions, especially if it's, you know, only, you know, 10, 15 years ago, people are going to remember you. You right. remember them. Right. That's okay. So start there. And then also, you know, and then just expand your network out. You know, it's okay to connect with friends. It's okay to connect with family members, you know, who have. Because those. you never know who they're connected exactly. with. Exactly. And, you know, think about the organizations and the, you know, the churches and the volunteer work that you've done. All of those people that you come in contact with in your daily mm-hmm. life are potential right. connections yeah.
0: you know, and, and I've heard several different tips and, and techniques that people have used um, I, uh, I love Bob Berg's books he has some very very good books on how to network is, is basically what his books are talking about but he refers to the fact that For the most part, everybody has a a pretty good little internal network of about 250 people, Mm -hmm. which seems pretty big. Mm -hmm. But the way they've come up with that number is they asked people who planned weddings and people who planned funerals. Mm. And 250 was about the number of people on average that... You know, would, would attend. And so you wow. figure you've got those. Well, then you figure those 250 are connected with 250. Right. And those 250, and so then it starts growing exponentially. Right. So one of the suggestions that I've heard people say is get out the yellow pages and go through category by category. So who is an accountant that you know? Mm-hmm. Who is, you know, for every single category that you, you know, listing that you have in the the yellow pages, do you know somebody? Right? right. Now, it might get a little strange when you're getting to zookeeper and things like that, <laughs> but you never <laughs> know. You never know. You know, somebody might really, and and so that is a, a good place, because when we start thinking about it, we get confused. Right. You know, and, and you think, I know five people. Yeah. And, I, and I've talked to one of those in the last 10 days. <laughs> right. Um, so you
2: find these people. What do you do? Well, you look for them on LinkedIn. So there is a people search box tool on LinkedIn, and you simply put their name there, and then you hit enter. Uh, you can do an advanced search, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to, where you can narrow it down by location or company or zip code. Um, But basically, you'll get those search results just like you would in any other, mm-hmm. you know, search right. tool. And you can pretty much tell, or, you know, can you hit, I mean, there's obviously, there's more than one Brenda Cody on LinkedIn. <gasps> oh, no. It's true. And so, you know, but you know who I am. You know what I do for the most mm-hmm. part. And so I'm pretty easy to to pick out from the list and again this is where pictures are good pictures are good that's (laughs) right they're very useful Mm -hmm. and so you can click straight through to that person's profile check them out make sure it's the right person there's a little yellow box there i think that says Mm -hmm. invite to connect and that's how you do it and then you get a whole new pop-up that says how do you know this person invite brenda to (laughs) connect on linkedin right so how do you know this person you get to fill out and so, if you've worked at the same company and you've both got that on your profile, you can click that box. Uh, what are the other things? Collie, uh, colleague, classmate, we've
0: uh, groups. If you're if you're in if you're similar in group, groups,
2: right? Friend.
0: friend. Now, if you do friend, you have to input their email, email address, right? Because it's wanting to make sure that you're not spamming. Now, there is the little button. I don't know, right. Which, you know, in in LinkedIn terms, we call the IDK people. Yeah. Don't IDK people. No. no. More than likely, they are going to just ignore you. And now this was something I had never known until last week. The entire time you have your LinkedIn profile, no matter, you know, if you've had a LinkedIn profile for a week or for, you know, 10 years, you can only request to connect with a total of 3,000 people. I knew that. So, you know, don't don't just pull in your
2: entire database, right. which it
0: will ask you that. Right. You know, should we connect with your Gmail account? Don't ever do that because you do want to be selective, especially if you only get 3,000 requests.
2: Well, and that's exactly right. I have really good friends of mine who are on LinkedIn who have 6.5 connections Mm -hmm. and I'm not asking them to connect with. They're not, they're not going to allow me to build my network Mm -hmm. based Mm -hmm. on the way that they're using it. So as much as I might love them, I am not going to. I shouldn't use this word. Waste an invitation mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. to maximize my yep. maximize your potential. Right. And you know when
0: you're searching for somebody online, it always seems like it comes up really random, and it's yeah. not. And I <laughs> no. and I love this how it comes up because it's not alphabetical. It's no. not anything. It's coming up based on how complete their profile is and how active they are on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. which is another big benefit because you don't want to connect with somebody who goes to their LinkedIn account once every year. Exactly. So then it asks you, and, and now I wish LinkedIn would not do this, because it, it has this little generic statement. Right. It should just make you start over. Right. So it says, I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn, and right. then it has your name. Right. Unless I truly know somebody, you know, they really do know who I am. I
2: never use that. Right. How would you suggest personalizing that? You have to tap your relationship. So, you know, hi. And then, you know, it, depending upon what Still your relationship is. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you want to say, hi, how's, how's it going? You know, it's been a while since we've talked or how's, how are things at XYZ corporation? Or, you know, if you know something about their family, tap into it. Just, just personalize it. It doesn't have to be a big long mm-hmm. thing. Just personalize right. it one way so that they, when they read it, they go, Oh, I, I really do know this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so tap your relationship, make one personalized comment on there. And then just say, you know, I think we should be connected here mm-hmm. too.
0: Right. It's well simple. and you can remind people we used to work at X Company right. together. If it's been um, a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, point those things back out. And and in that, is it okay to say I'm
2: currently in the job market? Um I would wait. Okay. You know, I would wait. Don't hit
0: him up right at the yeah, start. Yeah,
2: I can have him be a connection first. Okay, and then you can start to. You may, remember, it's all about building relationships. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to go pow right away. Like, Give me a job. In my opinion. Uh, so, you know, ca- connect with them, get them back on your list, mm-hmm. get, them, get them back where they're going to start to see your status updates and all that kind of good stuff. We can talk about that in a minute. Uh, but, you know, get them back so that you're on their radar, mm-hmm. and then you can start right. to build from there. Cool.
0: You know, it's, it was funny during the break we were talking about how you get those generic requests to mm-hmm. connect. Mm-hmm. And I noticed when I do it from my phone, So I I have a droid. So if I've looked up somebody online and I send it, it doesn't give me the option to change what I'm asking them. It just sends the "I'd like to add you to my professional network on LinkedIn." Oh wow! And I thought, ooh, I don't want to do those on my phone then, because what I had done was, you know, I tell people a really great way to network is you've gone to an event, say a chamber of commerce luncheon. Right. You're sitting in your car after the event. You've got the six business cards from the people you know. Send them a request right then. Right. And say, hey, it was great talking with you today at you know whatever. And so I. Started to do that, and then I thought, no, it doesn't give me the chance to personalize stuff. Right. So I had to wait till I got back to my office.
2: That's a really good yeah, tip yeah. for people who have that.
0: And it, it, you get different, re- you know, generic statements depending on what country you're in. Oh. I've started getting ones that are from outside the U.S., mm-hmm. and it says because you are a person I trust, I'd like to connect with you. Really, hmm. they have never met me before. How is it that they trust me? I just thought that was a really strange one, and I've I've received it multiple times, so it's not just that one person did it. It's it does seem to be you know something that the comes from people one. outside the United States.
2: Huh, that's interesting.
0: So that was was a little bit different, but yeah, use those and and now you know who sh- we we talked a little bit about who you connect with. Do you connect with people that maybe? You, you know, it might have been your former boss and you might not have left on bad terms, but you didn't leave on really good terms. Mm-hmm. You know, who do you, do you, do you really have to stop and think, okay, how, how am I going to connect with these people and um, why?
2: Well, here, I mean, this is the age old question, right? Quantity versus quality, yep. right? I mean, that's, that's what you're really asking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my view is if you're in a job search Quantity wins out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quantity wins out. I mean, you don't want to be connected to somebody who you really left on bad terms right. with. But, you know, time heals mm-hmm. and those kinds time of things. Time heals all wounds to, and wounds all heals. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't worry about it if, you know, if they're if, if you, I mean, if you left on, you know, really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but. For, most, for the most part, I really wouldn't worry about it. I yeah. would, you know, connect with the people that are connectable to you and uh, numbers win out. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody told me, well, maybe it was you last time we talked. Might be. That uh, you have to get to about where you're able to connect to about 10 million people on LinkedIn? Somewhere around there. Um, Let me look at my stats. My stats are, I just looked at it, uh, I think 333. Cool. And so that connects me to just over 8 million people Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. How many people are on LinkedIn total?
0: There are... About 125 million people, I okay. believe, is one of their last stats.
2: So if you're at about 10 million then, so you're, you've got access to about 10% of the mm-hmm. people on LinkedIn, right. that's, that's probably mm-hmm. a good. So you might need about 350, mm-hmm. 400 connections. Now, these are first-level connections. Yes. We haven't really talked about Second, that. third degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know,
0: and, and another great resource to me is always the local newspaper, especially something like the Denver yes. Business Journal. I will go to the Denver Business Journal when they do their lists, and, and especially if it is uh, like the the 40 under 40 list mm-hmm. or something like that, rather than just something that's based on income or anything. And I will see if I can find those people online. Yes. And I tell them, congratulations on being named to the Denver Business Journal 40 under 40 list. Yes. I just looked at your profile, and you really do look like somebody I would like to connect with. Yes. It's about 50-50 as yeah. to whether they've connected back with me or not. But that's actually how I got started in the PR field was I sent just a regular old snail mail letter yeah. to a gentleman that had received a big award. I read about it in the Denver Business Journal, and I sent him a letter, and I said, can I talk to you for 10 minutes about what you did? He happened to be running the, the head of PR at Coors and introduced me to some incredibly influential people. So you know, it, it seems like, it might be a, a thing that you're bothering people with. At the very least, they'll ignore it. Right. Now, if they don't connect, you know, if you send out so many things that so many people just say no or I don't know you, that's not a good thing either. Right. Because then LinkedIn goes. LinkedIn <sighs> sees it. Yeah. 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 It, it sees you as being a spammer.
2: Yeah, but that's a really good point to focus on those people who are really well connected. Mm -hmm. You know, even in your own internal network, focus on those people who are really well connected. Because again, you want to get the biggest bang for your buck. And the most, the more people are connected that you're connected to, Mm -hmm. the wider net you're casting Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Right. So. Well,
0: and look for those industry leaders, those yes. thought leaders, anybody who might be able to help you out.
2: Exactly. Cool.
0: Well, can you believe it? We are ready for yet another break. I'm so when that. we come back, let's talk about second and third degree connections, how to really build those. And then let's talk about mistakes that you've seen.
2: Okay. Great. Great. <laughs>
1: Hi
0: there, I am Deb Creer, the socialite. I am passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media as a business tool. So why can't we be friends? It's very simple. You go to my show page on milehighradio.com and you will find all the ways to link with me there. I am talking with Brenda Cody, who is a job search and career coach.
2: And tell us again, Brenda, how we can find you online. You can find me at www.career3d.com. And my email is Brenda at career3d.com. I'm on Twitter at Brenda underscore Cody and LinkedIn at... LinkedIn.com slash in slash Brenda Cody. Right. Yeah, that does bring up something, though. Yes.
0: When you have a LinkedIn profile, you should get the personalized URL. Now, it gets a little tricky if you have a name like, you know, Bob Smith. Mm -hmm. But you need that. A lot of the online job search sites now ask for a website. Right.
2: Hello, use your LinkedIn one. You have actually a web page on LinkedIn that is your profile, yeah. and so you should clean it up. It's called customizing your public URL, your public profile, yes,
0: your public URL. So yeah. just
2: click on, go to edit profile yeah. in LinkedIn, click edit next to that, and then you can uh, get it just as I mm-hmm. set it off, linkedin.com slash in slash, and then just make that as short as possible mm-hmm. so it's as recognizable to your name as possible. Correct. Yep. And and the nice thing is then you can put that on things. You know you mm-hmm. can put it on the top of your printed
0: resume. Mm-hmm. You can use it on online applications. You can put it on a business card. Networking cards. You know, uh-huh. All of those various things, you can use that shorter URL. Right. So great. Well you know back to connections. It's funny we were were you know I was trying to, to get onto LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a little glitch at the moment. It's not <laughs> letting me see how many people I'm connected with but on LinkedIn, we, well, we, let's let's take a step back. You know, we've all heard the six degrees of separation story. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we are connected with virtually everyone, if not everyone, in the world within six degrees. You know, be, the Kevin Bacon is, is where that started. That mm-hmm. you can connect every movie in the world back to Kevin Bacon within just six steps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: LinkedIn does it with just
2: three. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now technically you know that's that's just as far down as they want to go there was a study that came out by facebook but they contracted a university to do this so this wasn't just facebook study but they this was i believe just last month that said that we are now connected with everyone else in the world Within four steps. Wow. And it's because of social media. Right. You know, obviously Facebook is the big dog on the block. They will probably, the, the forecast that I see is that they will hit a billion active users by August or so. Nice. Google Plus hopes to have about half that, mm-hmm. which is an amazing growth curve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of those various things. But it shows how important social media
2: is. Yes, it's not going away, people. Right. Right you know and,
0: and you know you you were talking about an article that you saw about you know people won't even have a printed resume anymore what's that all about
2: yeah a couple of weeks ago on the wall street journal online there was an article uh th- entitled No More Resumes, say some firms, and they're highlighting some of these firms who aren't even requiring resumes anymore. What do they want? They want people to submit their social social media links. So they want to know what your Twitter feed, Mm -hmm. your Twitter name is. They want to know what your LinkedIn customized URL is. They want to know where you're blogging. They want to know, you know, Mm -hmm. find you on Facebook. So this is... Amazing that, you know, this is how, this is where it's going, Mm -hmm. people. And I don't, I don't think that that's going to reverse itself. It's only going to get more Mm -hmm. and more. And so we have to start embracing this. And what I, what I think is interesting about this particular article too, or just this particular concept of this is where the job search is going, is that people are saying that they're getting more qualified candidates and that they they know more about these candidates based on their social mm-hmm. media usage. Right. You know, think about how static a, a, re, a you know a, a resume is. You don't really get a sense of what a person is mm-hmm. like. Will I like this person based on their mm-hmm. resume? You have no idea.
0: Well, and companies care about their
2: culture. Absolutely. You know,
0: will you fit into that culture? Right. And from
2: a two-page printed thing of paper. They get nothing. They cannot tell that. And so, you know, and ultimately, you know, I tell people all the time, people hire people. And, oh, by the way, people hire people that they like mm-hmm. and they can't tell. Do I like right. this person from their resume? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So that whole social media piece where it's really, it's it's giving a more 360, mm-hmm. or in my case, a 3D account yes. of who you are, <laughs> uh, is really important. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have to start taking this.
0: Well, and it's scary. Yes. You know, is somebody bringing me in for an interview because they like the same
2: TV shows that I do? No. no. Yeah. but maybe it made them pay attention to my profile. Right. Right. Something's going to grab somebody, you know, it, it, it might be an interest like that, but it's going to be more about your personality and your character and how you think and how do you operate in the world and, you know, how do you interact? Mm-hmm.
0: Right. You know, and 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 it does come back to that that stat that we talked about earlier from that survey that said 70% of recruiters have rejected candidates based on online information yes you know your LinkedIn profile might be spectacular right but on your Facebook profile if you're talking about the fact that you hate your job so you've been leaving <laughs> early every day you know you, you you're a binge drinker you right. know all of those things then they're like okay it next. only
2: takes one mm-hmm. it only takes one and the problem is when someone else maybe posts. Right. It's tagging yeah. you somewhere.
0: Yeah, You know, and uh, we don't have enough time to get into it in a, in a great detail, but you really need to watch that. What are your friends doing? It's it's funny. I tell people on social media, we become eighth graders. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> are who we associate with. So if somebody, you know, I, I was looking at a profile the other day and it's, it's a, a friend that I know. He had gone on vacation and, you know, he now he didn't post anything about it. What happened was one of his buddies tagged him in a picture where... He was clearly under the influence of mm. probably several things. Mm-hmm. This would have been not something that his company would have wanted to have seen. Right, and and so he didn't have his filters, his privacy filters set. What I recommend on Facebook, right? You know, if you're in the job market, you need to watch that. Right, you know what what will people find when they look on your page? It is not against the law for somebody to go and look at a public page. No, right. it's. Public. Right. So, if you have posted on your Facebook page something that could potentially cause problems, they won't. They might not tell you. Right. But they just won't interview you. Um, I was working with a young woman on her LinkedIn profile. She was about twenty-five, which you know is is a fairly young demographic on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. That it it tends to skew. I think the average age is about forty-one. Right. So we had a profile for her that was phenomenal. We had lots of volunteer work in there. We had all sorts of things so that, especially as a 25-year-old, she stood out. Mm -hmm. And she really was educated enough that she wasn't starting at an entry-level position. So she needed to have that. But she's getting nothing. No Mm -hmm. calls, no anything. So then I go to her Facebook page. (laughs) And, you know, she's 25. She's recently engaged. And she's gushing about it. Now, she gushed appropriately. There was nothing there that, you know, as I would say, grandma would frown on. Uh-huh. But everything was fine. But she was taught, and, and now she had her privacy filter set to everyone, which yeah. was, of course, the big thing. Yeah. If you're in the job market, set your filters to friends. Uh-huh. You know, don't Skip the friends of friends. Just go straight to friends. Right. Um, because you never know when that HR person or that recruiter is a friend of a friend. Right. And they can just look at your profile. Right. But she had her set to everyone. But so she's talking about, you know, she's newly engaged. He's wonderful. He's fabulous. And we all thought, Oh, isn't this cute? But then she was saying, "He's it, within six months, he's going to take a job and he'll be transferred out of state.
1: Ooh, yikes.
0: yikes. Why would anybody bother to interview her knowing she's probably going to move in the next six months? Right. And it never occurred to her first that they'd right. look at her Facebook page. Right. And, you know, so th- that was that was just the thing. So what we did, we went back into her LinkedIn profile and, and I said, okay, sweetie, are you really sure that this is going to happen, that you're going to move. So we switched it to where, especially in her summary, she was addressing that. You know, I will be relocating to, you know, whatever that place was. And and she
2: started looking for jobs there rather than looking for jobs here. Right, right. So instead of it being a flag, you just hit it straight Mm -hmm. on. And you're fine. Right. Yep. And I do tell people, if you're willing to
0: relocate, put that in your summary and put yep. it at the very tippy top. Yeah. You know, if you're willing to do that, now you don't have to say, and I'll pay my own expenses. But if you are willing to take a job out of state, because if somebody has looked at your profile and they're not here, that's their first question. Right.
2: And if you haven't addressed it, well, then it is next. Right. The other thing you just reminded me of, too, putting it in the tippy-top of your profile or your summary, is your contact information. Yes. You know, especially if... people find it. Yeah, don't make it hard on people. If someone is intrigued by your profile, which, you know, we hope that they are, make it easy. Easy, easy easy-peasy for them to contact you. Put your phone number in there. Put your email address in there. It's not a flag. It's, you know, it's... You're not going to be... Have any identity theft issues based on that kind of information. Don't put your address and that kind of thing, but, you know, your right. phone number and your email. Well, and you can easily set up an email just for your job search. Exactly. You know, so
0: it's, it's just your Gmail account or Yahoo or whatever so that that's the only place they're going to. You know, I love the people who say it's all right to connect with me, but then there's no way to connect with them. Right,
2: exactly. You know, and, and
0: now, granted, you know, maybe you are currently employed, so you're going to kind of tailor stuff a little bit differently, and maybe that is why you have to have a Gmail account or, or something like that because, you know, if you're looking for a job tacky 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 to use your current employer's <laughs> address. <laughs> you know, even if they Beyond. have said, you know, this is is what's happening. Yeah. You know, we know that you're going to take a severance package. Those yeah. things happen all the time. But no go get one of the free email accounts. Exactly. And it really can be the only thing that you're using, you know, for your your job search. So then it it makes something. But just because it's the only thing that's there, don't forget to look at it. Right. Oi. Check it. Yes. And check it often. Right. You know, several times a day. Yeah. You know, don't, again, give them a reason to skip over to the next person. That's right. You know, gee, we tried to reach Bob Smith. Bob Smith didn't respond within 24 hours, so we went to the next candidate.
2: Right. Right. So
0: Cool. Well, Final thoughts. What do you what do you really tell people about LinkedIn, social media in a job search? If you could summarize it to two or three sentences. Here's
2: my my mantra is that none of these tools are going to get you a job. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. They're not going to get you a job. They're simply a tool to start the conversations. That's what I want people to focus on. Your whole goal when you are in a job search is to go out there and have conversations with people. And all of the social media is simply a tool to get you there. Great tools. Use them. But they're simply a tool to get the conversation started. Perfect.
0: You know, and and, and remember that. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. You know, you you just have to add it to what you're doing in your job search,
2: and don't and don't say, oh well, I tried that and then it doesn't work. Right. I didn't get a job because mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you,
0: mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> How many
2: conversations have you had based on, yep. yeah,
0: you know, and, and and you know, mind those tools. You yes. know, that's that's where the the de- we didn't get to talk about it, but the degree connections. Yes, you know, so maybe you're not directly connected with somebody at that company, but you're connected with somebody who is connected. Yeah, that's where those numbers really start coming in. Right. You know, you might not want to connect with the CEO, but you might be friends with somebody who
2: is, right? And, and the, my other final thought is to keep up with this. Even after you land that dream job, don't ignore your LinkedIn profile. Keep connecting with people. Keep growing your network. Keep providing status up, updates. Keep, you know, so that your, your profile and you as a person, you're continuing to build those relationships, continuing to build those conversations, and continuing to stay mm-hmm. the top of people's mind through those right. tools. You know, and, and pay it forward. Yes.
0: You know, if somebody asks you for help and you can give it to them, Please do that. You yes. know, people are on, especially LinkedIn, to connect with other professionals.
2: Make those so introductions. So if someone
0: asks you, can you make an introduction? Can right. you tell me about X company? Do it. Absolutely. You, know, you never know when they might be in a situation where they're the, your next hundred thousand dollar client or right. something like that. So again, you know, like you said, you get your profile going, you get the new job, woohoo! Toast Don't stop. ignore all of that. Yeah. You know, it's it's a great resource. And and your dream job today. Might not be your dream job tomorrow. Exactly. And you don't want to have to go and start over with all of this. That's right. Great, great. Well, Brenda, thank you so much. Um, you. You know, I think we'll definitely have to have you back because this is an, a topic that, unfortunately, because we have so many people who are in the job market, is just so important to people. So Huge. we will have you back. This will be phenomenal. As always, as always, could not do this program without the man behind the glass. Yay. Scott, make sure that everything goes and goes well for us. Um, otherwise, I'd just be sitting here talking to Brenda, <laughs> which is fun. But no, we Nobody want everyone to, to be able to hear it. So thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
3: You're listening to Mile High Radio. Milehighradio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening
1: pleasure.
3: According to a recent study, 85% of consumers do their shopping within five miles of home. At Echo Pages, we publish community phone books that take those mining patterns seriously. For just a fraction of what the big phone book charges, you can get a great ad that targets your potential customers without the waste. Call Echo Pages today at 303-805-7344 and let your voice be heard again and again.